Welcome to Change Nation, a program brought to you by First30days.com. On this episode of Change Nation, Ariane talks to genealogy expert Lisa Louise Cook. Here's Ariane. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Change Nation. I'm Ariane, and today I have the pleasure of talking to a fascinating woman, Lisa Louise Cook, who is probably one of the country's experts in genealogy. She's the producer and host of the Family History Genealogy Made Easy podcast and the Genealogy Gems podcast. And she's also the author of a great book, Genealogy Gems, Ultimate Research Strategies. Today she's with us and she's going to explain a little bit about how digging into your family history, the genealogy, that kind of background can improve relationships with your loved ones and just have you understand yourself just a little bit better. Lisa, it's a pleasure to welcome you to the show. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. Lisa, for someone who's just listening to this and maybe just getting interested, what are the benefits of doing some digging around, doing some research? How would you inspire someone to get interested? Well, I think probably um, I can pull from my own background. And, um, you know, for me, it has made such a difference in my own personal life. And that's really what has created my passion for sharing it and hopefully inspiring other people to get involved. Um, you know, I come from a family where both my, I think by the time I graduated high school, we had been through three divorces in my family. Uh, both my mom and my dad were going into their third marriages. So it was a pretty trying time, I guess I should say. And I had one sister, uh, she was kind of off on her own and, and I really had this sense of being incredibly disconnected. And even more so having a sense that I just didn't have a whole lot of family that was my own. Or even a sense of kind of <laughs> really what my family was all about. Um, because there wasn't as much continuity as you might hope in, in your, uh, you know, your growing up years. And so, you know, I, I, started delving into, you know, my grandmother was still alive, my grandfather, and I, would, I went and visited them some t a few times and got a chance to, you know, ask some questions. And I realized, oh my gosh, there's all these people behind us, you know, be behind, beyond um, just the immediate core family that I was part of. And um, that if I could draw and develop myself from my immediate uh, nuclear family, why couldn't I tap into all these other people? Because they all did amazing things and, and, uh, succeeded and survived their lives. And, and, um, I just felt like I, there was more to find out and more to tap into. And, and I have found that over the years that there is just this wealth of information, of compelling stories. Um, I have, you know, so Lisa, just, just so for someone who, who still has maybe grandparents, parents, uncles, is the first place to start to go ahead and ask questions? And if that's the case, what, what type of questions do you suggest? Well, that's exactly it, because um, you want to go back and start with that oldest living relative that you have, um, because they're going to be the, the living library. You know, we can all head in to the library and archives and get documents, but there's nothing like getting the true story from your family. And um, so you just go in and you just, I remember being about 10 years old and sitting down on the floor next to my grandma and getting a piece of paper off the coffee table and saying, Grandma, tell me, you know, who is this Louise, my great-grandmother? I know I've got Louise in my middle name. Who is she? 
And she started talking to me about her mother and how she had been in Germany and they had made the, the travel and the journey through Ellis Island. And I just thought, holy cow. I mean, my great grandmother not only had a little four year old with her, her, her husband was already in the United States, but she was three months pregnant when she got on that ship in 1910. This is some kind of gal. <laughs> and I want to know more about her and I want to find out more about how to tap into her story to help create my own story. Um, and so it's just asking those questions. It's, um, simple things like, you know, start with dates, birth and death and marriage. And, um, I, I really encourage people get into the contextual questions, the questions about what motivated this person. You know, what do, what do you remember? You know, if she could spend 20 minutes doing something, what would she have done? And you really get to know that that they were true individuals just like us with passions and joys and concerns and that we can pull from all of that. It's it's um very inspiring. Lisa, are there any questions you would say to avoid because they might bring up drama, they might make you feel uncomfortable, or do you think everything needs to sort of come out and be revealed and that's part of the the the, the secret really? I think we have to just be sensitive. Um, older generations um, have different feelings and they come from a different time about sharing personal information. Today we're pretty open, you know, it's it's kind of a free-for-all, but somebody who was uh, raised in the 30s or the 40s or the 50s is going to feel more reserved and there was a time when there was a lot of shame connected with various things that would have happened in their lives perhaps. And that's just not the kind of thing that they're going to spill out. And I think it all comes down to, like with any relationship, trust. Even with your own family members, you have to build that trust. They have to know that they're sharing these um, tender stories with somebody who will respect them. And, um, you know, one of the rules in genealogy is that we don't expose information about people who are still living, particularly on the Internet, because that's where a lot of our research is occurring now, and that's where we're sharing information. Lisa, we're going to come right back, mm -hmm. and I'd love to hear any other rules of genealogy. This is Change Nation from First 30 Days. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Change Nation. I'm Ariane, and I'm speaking with Lisa Louise Cook. Lisa, you mentioned one rule of genealogy, which is not to expose information about people that are still alive. Any other rules, any other things that you would caution people who are in the first 30 days maybe of embarking on this journey? Well, I think the thing is don't get ahead of yourself. Um, the core principle in genealogy is that you want to start with yourself and work backwards. And you might get a tidbit about a great-grandparent and you're all excited and you want to go jump and look at the census in 1910 and, and go check them out. But you need just to take those first 30 days to fill in the chart, starting with yourself, working your way backwards. Um, because if you don't, you could end up going down a path that actually isn't your path, <laughs> isn't your family tree. And um, then you could end up building up a tree that you're going to end up having to chop down. I think a lot of people probably think that genealogy is about building a family tree. But what I'm hearing is it's actually a lot more than that. It really is. I, I think it's, you know, it, particularly just been through the new year. And in December, you know, we spent a lot of time kind of looking back in preparation for looking forward into a new year. 
And really, that's kind of what genealogy does for you, is it gives you this opportunity to look back, to see the traits, the the values, the the thinking that has traveled through your family that impacts you whether you know it or not. And the more you become conscious of that, the more empowered you are to, my goal is, take what I like and dump the rest. You know, we do not have to be chained down to, you know, every last negative thing that may have happened in our childhood uh, because there's a whole lot more that came before us. We can learn from it, be empowered from it, and then just pick the things that we want to move forward on. Did you find while you were doing your exploration or people who've worked, who you've worked to do this, does it ever bring up more issues than it solves? Does it ever create more more trauma? You know, honestly, in my experience, that has not been the case. And I've interviewed an awful lot of people on my um, podcast about their experiences because that is one of, you know, my own concerns. And um, truly, there is something healing that goes on. Um, it's interesting. I have such a different perception of my grandmother than my mother does. And for her, there are some tender, sometimes negative connotations and association with her mother. And yet for me, she was my grandmother. And and yet we all have our own issues with our own mother, our own father. And and yet when you explore your tree and you see all that came before, it's amazing this compassion that bubbles to the surface. There's an empathy. There's this sense of, you know what? Doggone it, we're all human. We all did the best we could. We all had things coming at us that we didn't expect. And I have really, truly for myself, never experienced anything but a, a more kind and, and gentle way of thinking about folks that maybe I judged a little too quickly the first time around. And certainly that is what I hear from people that I interview. Do you recommend any place to write this? Do you recommend that people journal about it or even create an environment online that maybe other family members can then go look at to capture this? Any resources that you'd like to share? Absolutely. In fact, I just did a two-part series in my Family History Genealogy Made Easy podcast on about online family trees. Uh, this is just a new exciting innovation that's um, come to the internet. Uh, research looks incredibly different now than it did 15 years ago. You don't have to be retired anymore to do this because it's so quick and it's all on, you know, most of it's online, not everything. And when we post what we're finding in these family trees and we start uploading and connecting photographs, um, and you not only can capture it for yourself, you can share it with your family online, and you can also make connections with other people, not only in the United States, but around the world who are researching perhaps some of the same people that exist in your family tree. And that is incredibly empowering. And it's, it's, it's just amazing. I have had photographs sent to me from 1880 of an ancestor that never in a million years would I have found 20 years ago. But somebody saw my tree online and they sent it to me. And uh, one of the things I can tell you again about security is that these trees are geared to, again, first and foremost, preserving the, the, the security and the identities of those who are still living. Thank you for, you know, inspiring us to think a little bit differently about it. I know that I personally, I've spent some time with some uncles and aunts and asked them questions I'd never thought I would ask them. 
um, who was their first love and what did they want to do with their lives and about the war. And, oh, yeah. and it, it's certainly fascinating in terms of understanding who these people are as human beings as opposed to just relations that we have. Absolutely. For more information on, on Lisa and her wonderful work and book and her podcast, please visit her website at www.genealogygems.tv. For more inspiring, informing interviews, experts, authors, celebrities, please join us on the web at first30days.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.